Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. It is day 44 of 100 Days of Walk and we are here on quite a nice spring day. It's not wet, it's not that cold. <laughs> Myself and Brian Kennedy to stroll around and have the chats. Yes. Uh, and to just let me know, I suppose, how you're getting on. How yeah. are you? I'm good, Doctor. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty well. I can't complain. I'm good. You know, every week is a plus. You know, I started, um, as we know, this extraordinary journey with cancer a couple of years yeah. ago. Here I am two and a half years later. I've just started into a five month final journey with uh, chemotherapy which, um, you know, is, is fairly hardcore, but at the same time, it's not so hardcore that my hair is going to fall out or things like that. And I have to say the people at James's Hospital are just incredible. They're an army of angels, those people. So I'm taking it uh, every two weeks is what happens. I get the, the drip. I sit there, I read my book. I chat to people sometimes or I have a little snooze. And I just feel very lucky to be, um, you know, first of all, living so close to James's Hospital. It's easy to get to. And um, I'm getting on with it. And by June, I think maybe the first week of June, I'll be done. Which is so, incredible, and I'm delighted, yeah. and we'll Thank you. talk to you then too to see how you're finding it. Yeah. But Brian, it is an extraordinary journey. It that is. Y- you know, you are a young man. Most people think you're I suppose, 52. Well, could be you're 53 a young this year. man, and yeah. I do think that people mostly think that they won't get sick, right. maybe ever, or certainly until they're old. I was that man. I yeah, really was. I'd never had been sick. Really, I'd never had an operation. I'd never. I was the kind of person that visited cancer. You know, I went to these cancer wards and sang for people and tried to cheer people up and visited children and so on. So when it actually visits you. It's kind of like, huh? It was extraordinary. But I have to say, um, I think I said it before, you know, cancer puts manners on people. You find out who your buddies are. You mm-hmm. find out who can cope, who can't cope. You try and forgive people because they just can't cope with it, that kind of news. And other people run to the hills and you just find out really who your hardcore friends are. Yeah. And that's what I found out. Do you also find out, I know I've spoken to lots of people over the years who have cancer, yeah. about the, the odd and they are odd, <laughs> positives in it, in that you, yeah. your values, your perspective, you don't care anymore about the rubbishy things, <laughs> yeah. you don't sweat the small stuff. You're, you're much less interested in minor mm-hmm. things that might have you know, bothered you at one point because yeah. you have a kind of a rock solid perspective on what's important. Well, see, I would have thought that I fell into that category beforehand because, you know, being a creative person, doing, being a singer for a living and the great privilege that that is, traveling the world, you know, singing with Van Morrison and Joni yeah. Mitchell and Bob Dylan and all those things Amazing. that I got to do starting off my life on the Falls Road. Certainly when you then experience an extremity like that, you think to yourself, my God, I'm so unbelievably privileged and fortunate to do this. So I thought I was that person, but I'm probably a wee bit more, um, as you say, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't really ever that kind of guy. I do what I love for a living. I've got the most amazing close friends. Yeah. I just feel privileged to be alive because I lost a couple of people last year around my age yeah. very suddenly. And again, it's just one of those things you think, yep. I mean, I've been, honestly, Kira, I'm being a bit better to myself because I was, again, one of those people like my great friend Paul Byrne or Siobhan, the people who put the ball on for me, you know, the fundraiser. Yeah. You know, they're so caring about other people. And I got very used to because I'm a Libran also it turns out that I'm interested in balance and I'm making sure everybody's okay and everybody's all right and that was kind of middle child syndrome too yeah where you again you're always worried about other people and making sure people have got everything so I'm kind of a bit more on to myself about that 
and trying to be a wee bit better to myself. Um, I just bought a new sofa. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. So comfort is key yes. now. Tell me about your your family because obviously sure. you, you had a brother who was sick as well. That's and, right, and, and he died then yeah. within f about five months from diagnosis to yes. a palliative care, and then he died. And we had been estranged for uh, over twenty years, so that was a you know that just was even more difficult in one Absolutely. way, and in another it was actually very simple because I just thought, okay, all the rules have changed. He's um, dying, you know, so I, I went to see him, and it was actually a brilliant thing that we did. We didn't really speak about anything too deep we just kind of hung out with each other for about an hour and we were absolutely saying goodbye to each other that's what we were doing so we did that and off he went and then he died about two less than two months later um unfortunately i mean i hadn't seen my parents for about 14 years so i met with them last year in belfast just to, because i thought that would yeah. be a good thing to do and unfortunately she's really in the depths of dementia and absolutely had no idea who i was at all and I was kind of sitting there. I mean, the good news is she was very happy and very kind of almost like a little girl. You know how sometimes yeah, I do. Uh, Alzheimer's and dementia can, can leave people. Yeah, my mum was the same. Right. And so and my father was uh, similar in the sense that he, you know, he's in his 80s now and hadn't seen them for a long time. So it was all a bit odd. And then I remember driving back to Dublin thinking, well, I'm glad I did that because it's sort of reaffirmed that we never really had much of a relationship. And like I say, you know, when you're a teenager, you go, you don't know me, you don't understand me. 52 years old, driving down back to Dublin going, they didn't know me. They, they, they actually didn't, didn't me. know me at all. And I was sitting beside them. I, I, you know, I just think that that's something that if it's important to you yeah. to reconnect with people in your family, do it. If it's not important to you, don't do it. I just wanted to see what would happen. And it was a great thing to do because it just reaffirmed why we didn't have a relationship. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, it's very hard to be objective about our own lives. Yeah. Like, uh, me, about mine, you, about yours. Sure. But was it the troubles? It was such a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Was it the gay thing? What what, what, what put you... I remember you once described yourself, and I thought it was brilliant. You said <laughs> you were like a gazelle growing up in a family of lions. About to be devoured at any moment. And that is from a, that's a line from a movie called Gods and Monsters. And that's how um, the older character described himself. And I remember when he delivered the line, I, I fell off my chair. I just thought, that's exactly what it felt like. So yeah, I mean, I think that's it's one of those things. I just was that kind of middle child. I do remember at one point my mother saying to me, where did we get you from? <laughs> what, like, I mean, she was being serious. She just was like, I don't get you. I don't like, who are you? But where did, did we get you from? But did they not recognize that they had this son who was a massive talent? No, like, God you, knows. Do you know what I mean? I think I was just massively annoying and, and you know, humming all the time and wanting to, you know, read books and, and, and find out about songs and, and, and all those kinds of things. So. I think I must have just been unbelievably annoying. Oh, I, 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 as well. I cannot accept that. But was it the case that was there no other people in your family who were creative or musical? Yes, my eldest or? brother who passed away was the, actually the very first person to have music and his first band and punk era came along. First person to go on the television. You know, punk broke all the rules. I was just a bit too young for those rules. Obviously, your health has dominated yes. your recent life and, and, yeah. and attending James's. And, and I, I I'm losing nearly four stone in weight. I, I, when I got out of hospital, I was in for 19 days. And I was nearly, when I was training at my hardest, I was a nearly 16 stone. I had great muscle definition, yeah. big chest and all of that stuff. And I was nearly 16 stone. They weighed me in the hospital when I got back and I was 11 stone 11. Okay. And I nearly fell over. I was like, I haven't been that weight since I was at school. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But that's how much the body can atrophy you know the, the muscles yeah. just absolutely no melted way. away I had to learn to walk again I couldn't walk at all 
in the hospital. You were so weak. It was a great shock to me because I'd been in bed for nearly two weeks straight. I hadn't eaten a bite. They were feeding me intravenously. And then I tried to get up and, and, and they sent down this physio team going, oh, we're here to help you walk again. I'm like, what do you mean? And of course, <laughs> what they meant was I couldn't walk. So yeah, that was a great shock. So it was like a movie. There I'd be going along the corridor, you know, with a Zimmer frame. You know, I can do this, I can do this. And an orchestra playing in the background. Come on, Brian, you can do this. <laughs> And so, I love how everything is dramatic. Oh, in my mind, absolutely. That's who I am. So that's exactly what happened. So yeah, the orchestra were playing in my mind and slowly but surely, day by day, Kira, I got stronger. And now I'm walking around Stevens Green with you. No yeah. bother on me. Do you think about what's on the other side of cancer? Do you think about yeah. beyond June when you're feeling stronger and fitter again? You, you've done so much already. Yeah. What, what next? What would you like to do when health goes back on the back burner yeah. rather than is, the, is at the forefront like well, it is now. Well, I think exactly that. I mean, I, even today, two or three different people at different stages came up to me in the street and said, how's your health and how you doing and all this. I would love for people to see me in the street and go, oh, there's that singer fella. Oh, what are you singing at the moment? How's your new album? Blah, blah, blah. And as much as I have I've been glad and lucky to be somebody who's in the Western world going through this, I would at some point lo I'd love to just leave it behind and go, that was a period in my life and it was really difficult, very tricky. Um, so I think just back to health and then just put it where it appropriately belongs, which would be in the past. Yeah. And then return to full health. I mean, I want to write about it, obviously. I've got all kinds of ideas going on at the moment. I'm with my uh, producer, Billy Farrell, very soon going to start to collate ideas. I may or may not write it down in terms of book form. I have to think about all of that. But, you know, just I'm a great person for visualization. Even back in the day in London, I used to visualize my album cover on a poster at King's Cross, Love it. even though it didn't exist, of course. <laughs> and then guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. They put the posters up at King's Cross of my debut album. They're so almost you 30 years in ago. That, like, I do. Think it, view it, visualize view it. View it, really see it. And, and so I really see a complete return to health. And in fact, I think it'll be the making of me. Yeah. And make me, a, a, no pun intended, a, literally a better man in all senses. But did you ever... In go down the other route in your head did you ever think what if I don't make it what if yeah. I die is, are those the kind of things that if you were alone in your head at night yeah that would frighten you um not really and again it's no exaggeration to say that when we were kids growing up on the Falls Road and the hunger strike was happening and people were out with bin lids on the street and, and literally it seemed like the end of the world at that point I certainly came very close to death Just and I saw people shot dead in front of me things like that so as a in, child as a kid absolutely absolutely and so with, without exaggerating any of that, certainly at my lowest ebb in hospital, when I was by myself during the night, and they were turning me every three hours because I couldn't lie on one side for very long and all of that, um, that was the most difficult time. And I thought to myself, if I, get, if I can get through this, I'm gonna be fine. So at no point did I ever think, I'm gonna die. I just didn't think that because I thought, no, I haven't come this far, I haven't survived the Falls Road, I haven't done all of that just to be taken down by a little tumour in my rectum. It's not going to happen. So no, I never wallowed in that because yeah. um, as much as I am, a, a, you know, a fair kind of drama queen at the best of times, I will admit Only that. in a good way. I would like to think so. Um, at the same time, I don't really go there with the negative drama. Yeah. I go there with the positive drama, I would like to think. One, we're just talking about you learning to walk. Again, obviously yes. we're doing 100 days of walking, today is day 44. <laughs> and I'm a big advocate for people getting out and walking. Me and, too. And, and at your own pace, it doesn't matter if it's fast, yeah, slow. Exactly. And so you should be able to do it old, young, fit, not fit, sick, yeah. 
you know, fat, thin, all of those things. Uh -huh. Are you back doing things like walking? Are, I you, are you able to, or, or is the fatigue? Well, an that's issue? exactly what um, I started doing. I, I tried to walk into town. I remember the first day, first few weeks, I got back and I, I couldn't manage it. I got about three quarters of the way in, and then I decided to stop. And I got into a taxi and went in on to meet my friends. I physically couldn't do it. And then I did a bit more the next week and the next week. Now I'm training back with Paul Byrne again. We're just easing into about yeah. a half an hour of leg exercises, you know, things like that, because the muscles have all atrophied as they do. And, and the greatest thing about muscles is they have great memory. Yeah, they do. So my muscle memory is beginning to come back. I'm feeling a wee bit stronger. I walked into town earlier today. I've been into town twice today already. So yeah. you're building up the... the uh, very slowly and honestly, getting the oxygen into your lungs I, I also work things out in my head. I just think, why did I think that earlier? And what's that about? And what do I need to do next week? And so on. So certainly, I, I think walking is the best medicine ever for anybody of any age, for sure. Um, look, thank you so much. That is Brian Kennedy. We're on day 44 of 100 Days of Walking. This podcast will go up. Do take a listen. And all of you out there who are walking, look at what Brian's just said. In the beginning, he couldn't even walk all yeah. the way into town. And now he's in and out twice in one day. And that's the beauty of it. Thank you so much for talking to me my today. My pleasure. Anytime.